Hey, welcome to You Had Me at Black. I'm Martina Abrahams Alunga. Today's story comes from Deborah, who decided to save her coins and stay with the loose friend of a friend on a trip, but she quickly learned that you get what you pay for. Here's what happened. I want you to breathe all this in. You're listening to You Had Me at Black. Black. Right in the heart of the city. Black. Man, listen, man. Black, black. (laughs) This is You Had Me at Black, and we live, baby. Y'all, we are in for such a treat. Please give give that H-time going down. Harvey Survivor, welcome to Deborah Deep. Mouton. So uh, I decided that I was going to spend a year doing nothing but my artistry, right? I was going to give up my job. I was going to dive in there. I was going to be the starving artist and make room for myself. Uh, And by doing so, I realized a couple of things. One, that there are a lot more bills than I remember. Uh, And two, there's a lot less money also. Uh, And so there came many times in which my bank account said no uh, when the bill said yes. And I had to kind of get a little creative. And so what I would do is I would start to stack shows, right? Because I knew that my talent could make room for me. So I could go and I could do an event. I could sell some merchandise. I could be charismatic, right? And somehow people would leave with like a poem on a piece of paper and pay me for it. So it was great. Uh, So an instance like this occurred. Uh, I found myself where rent was due and I didn't have any money. And I had one show that I had booked in Hot Springs, Arkansas. So it was a slam. A few friends of mine who were equally as broke decided we were going to drive up and try to uh, just, just massacre the whole thing, right? So a friend of mine, Jeremiah, this tall, like six foot, um, I say he looks like Jesus if he went on a really strict diet, right? Um, real woolly haired, but slim, right? Huge smile, kind of rides with me. And then we have our friend Shells, who uh, is butch, right? Nice fade, always lined up clean, but she don't really, we don't mess with her, right? Like she's, we keep her there because she keeps us safe, right? And so, uh, Shells is in Dallas. We're like, we're going to pick her up on the way here. So Jeremiah and I jump in the car and we're like, we're going to get ready to head up to Hot Springs. But there's one thing that I forget, right? Which is every time I get in the car with Jeremiah, something catastrophic happens, right? I don't ever know what it is. Sometimes it's facing the wrong way in traffic on ice in the middle of Dallas. I don't know. There are things that happen. And so uh, I, I forget this point, right? Until we're driving down the road. We're close to this car. We're trying to make up time because, of course, Jeremiah was late, right? And suddenly the car in front of us starts to emit some liquid onto our windshield. I have no idea what it was. I don't know that it was oil. We start to refer to it as herpes of the windshield, right? Because no matter how much we wipe, rinse, pour Gatorade, water, it just keeps on coming back, right? Like, it's just no medicine for this. So we end up pulling off the road. Uh, trying to squeegee down the windshield, right? Getting further and further into our lateness. Uh, By the time we finally get it clean, we're about an hour behind. So Jeremiah encourages me to make up time by speeding, which is always a good idea. Um, For some reason, I decided to listen to him. And about halfway through downtown Dallas, I see red and blue lights. Of course I do, right? Um, I look down, realize that I'm going 96 in a 60, and that's probably not a good idea. Um... 
So he has another great idea, which is that I should flirt with the officer. <laughs> Only the door swings open and it's a black woman, uh, in which he decides he should flirt with the officer. That lasts all of one sentence before she shuts him down and entirely and hands us a ticket for $425. So at this point, the money that wasn't there is now really not there, and we're just hoping to get back on, on zero, right? So we pick shows up, we head up to Arkansas, we're about an hour late for the show, uh, we do the show, uh, they actually win the slam, they say they're going to chip in on the, the speeding ticket, which I still have yet to see from my wonderful friend Jeremiah, however... Uh, I think I might have a warrant. Y'all, I just don't go to Dallas. Um, so uh, we, we had talked to the host and we asked her, you know, to save money if we could stay with somebody in the local community, which is normal for poets to do, you know, sleep on a couch. And so she had hooked us up. We're going to call this guy Matt, right, because I'm going to save his name. To me, he looks somewhere between Charles Manson and Charlie Chaplin mixed together, right? Like got the little Hitler mustache, but little with a little like hat or whatever. So he's kind of sitting in the back and the lady shows us that this is who we're going to stay with. And like all the lights went off like, no, this is not a good idea. But I was like, I'm so tired at this point. I just need a few hours of sleep so we can get back on the road. So we pack up, we drive like deep into the forest of Arkansas, following him to his weird home that lives in the darkness, right? We unload our bags and we start heading into uh, the building. And as the door opens, I see cobwebs, right? And not like the ones that you're like, oh, you haven't gotten a chance to vacuum, but like the ones where you're like, yes, yeah, spiders live here, right? <laughs> like this might be their house. You might be renting from them. So we walk in. And Shells and I kind of lead the way, Jeremiah bringing our bags behind us. Uh, and instantaneously, we see what is no floor, right? And by that, I mean, there is so much trash, um, old, like, food containers, Mountain Dew bottles. I mean, I literally saw a pot that somebody had cooked spaghetti in, and by somebody, I don't know who, that was still just sitting on the couch, like, just tipped over, like it was kicking it, like it was chilling there. Um, and so in the middle of it is this pristine bed, right? Made up, nice sheets, nice blanket, just <laughs> hovering over the waist. And I was like, I think this is where we're sleeping, question mark. And so my panic button goes off, right? And I'm like, if my bag's staying here, I'm going to go home with a friend. Okay, okay, I got I to gotta now hustle a little bit hard. I got to figure this out. So I'm like, you know what? We're leaving really early in the morning. I don't even need to shower. I don't need none of that. We're just going to take all this back to the car, right? So we have Jeremiah load up everything. Um, and I have a seat on the bed because I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, I sat on it. I know. Okay, I sat on the bed. Shell sits next to me. Um, upon sitting on the bed, the mattress falls through the frame, right? Um, and we're like, are you joking me? And so she's like, she tries to pick up the blankets. She's like, they smell a little funny. And I was like, okay. So we sniff and it smells like piss, right? Like just pissy sheets. So now it's like one o'clock in the morning, we pissy sheets and waste all over the floor. And I'm like, golly, I'm so tired. I don't think I could drive though. And so we're like, let's play a trick on Jeremiah. Let's remake the bed, right? Because when he comes in, he's going to land on it and fall through. So he comes in and swan dives into the bed, right? Wraps the blanket all around his face around his body. I mean, he's just the most comfortable ever. He don't even notice. Um, and so I'm sitting there and I'm planning in my head, right? Like we do, trying to figure out a way out. And all of a sudden the couch starts to move. And I look over and I'm like, that couch is moving y'all, right? Stuff is moving and I don't see nothing moving it, but it's moving. And I was like, you know, if Shell sees this, she's going to go off, right? So I have to be the mature adult and I have to keep it quiet and nobody's going to, we're just going to hold it quiet. 
All of a sudden I look over at Jeremiah and his eyes are wide. And I realize he has seen the moving as well, right? And it becomes now our silent conversation to keep the secret that there is something moving until a roach almost the size of our hand emerges from the couch, right? So now I'm cringing until Matt, the wonderful owner, our lovely host, walks over to the couch with his bare hand, picks up the roach, takes it to the trash can and drops it in. So now Shells has clearly seen the roach, right? We're all looking around. I'm just like, I just need to sleep. Can we just, can we just turn the lights off and go to sleep, right? And that is exactly what they said, right? They was like, no, don't do that, the roaches, okay? Um, but before they could get the no out, Matt turns to us and says, we don't turn off the lights. And Shells leans in and asks the question that all of us are wondering, who is we? Because <laughs> this man lived by himself, y'all. Okay, it is then in which I realize that he is in a contract with these roaches, right? He doesn't kill them and they don't kill him. This is how he is operating. He then goes to his bedroom and Shell starts to laugh. All of us laugh hysterically until the hysterical laughter turns into the more serious face I have ever seen Shell's have. And she was like, I got to get out of here. I just got to get out. And it was panic, right? She's like, I got to go. I got to go. She stands up, runs into his bedroom. And I just, we don't hear anything but the thunder of her bass talking to him. She walks out and says, it's time to go, grabs the keys and walks to the car. And we're sitting there like, man, we were trying to be polite. Uh, how do we get out? She's either going to leave us or we going to be left here. Ah, uh, we going to go ahead and go. So we wave goodbye. Uh, Matt then says to us, can you please just not tell the lady who recommended uh, you to come here what you saw? Turns out she had come two weeks previously and cleaned his entire home. And it, in two weeks turned into this, Right. So we got in the car and I think we laughed our entire way back to Dallas, right? We stayed awake. There was no going to sleep. We cracked all of the jokes. But I realized that, you know, in an effort to kind of save money and in an effort to be artists and kind of live at that very base level, I was ignoring the self-care portion, right? Which I feel like we constantly do, right? When we're always hustling and we're trying to make ends meet, we have a tendency to not think about what the real cost of things is. And so if nothing else I learned from that was that at the end of the day, one, don't stay with creepy people, right? Uh, two, don't get in the car with Jeremiah because look at it, it happened again, right? Uh, and three, to really prioritize self-care in a way where I realize that sometimes you just need a hotel. Yeah. This episode was mixed and mastered by Miles Dotson. Thanks for listening to You Had Me at Black. If you want to hear more stories like this one, leave a review. You're listening to You Had Me at Black.